0: My name is Andy Spiteri and of course I am joined by my pals Allison Aletha, Kevin O'Rourke. Gang, how is it going?
1: Pretty good. good. Great. Pretty chill weekend.
2: Yeah, we got the holidays. good. Well, that's good. It's
0: great. Are you guys all ready for Christmas?
1: Almost. I'm so close. I got one last person to shop for.
2: I'm in the books 100%. I got nice. all my Zelda crossword puzzle. Oh, uh, not crossword Zelda uh, puzzle sets
0: purchased for everybody. Nice, uh, Ko. I was telling Allison before uh, we started recording that I got a Link statue from my brother, the uh, the Skyward Sword Link, where he's kind of doing that like fall back pose with the swordo. Oh yeah, kind of a cool little uh, addition to my Zelda collection. Oh, Very nice. nice. That's a great yeah. Test. So I, yeah, and I was I've been pretty lucky this year because I've. Uh, I've been bartering and striking deals with different family members to not get each other anything because uh, you know I'm get, I'm getting married and I'm just like broke, as cool. broke can be. So just doing some some maneuvering. So I barely had to do any Christmas shopping this year, which is really awesome. That's great. That's yeah, nice. I love it. I might I might just keep the strategy every year. <laughs> uh, I got a I little my... early Christmas
2: present.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I
2: have a very lovely uh, link to the past thermos that miss ashley got for me a little early gift. oh uh, it's linked with the well, that's cute. king. it's really cool
1: adorbs.
2: it's a really really i'm like ecstatic
0: over this thing it's super cool if they get a picture of well, it for you guys uh, yeah i was gonna say i think we might need to see a picture of that over on twitter at shabazzle um so let's get, uh, let's get right into it today, guys. We are almost at the end of the year, almost at the end of the decade, as a matter of fact. And of course, everybody is hopping on the best of the decade bandwagon, and we are no exception. This episode is going to be all about the highs and the lows of the Legend of Zelda series in the decade that was the 2010s, but before we get there, um, a very, very... Awesome piece of news came really out of nowhere this week. There is a free update for Cadence of Hyrule on Nintendo Switch for all of you guys that own it. Uh, the update includes a lot of bug fixes, but most importantly, you get to play as the game's main antagonist, Octavio. And uh, I played a couple hours of Octavio's quest in Cadence of Hyrule. He plays a little bit differently from Link in Zelda. He does more of a ranged attack. But um, pretty cool stuff, and, and a good excuse to hop back into Cadence of Hyrule. Um, I, you know, one of my one of my absolute most pleasant surprises of the last year was Cadence of Hyrule, and uh, just another neat little little uh, bonus, I guess, for everybody that purchased it. And uh, the developers of Cadence of Hyrule, Brace Yourself Games, I guess um, they supported like with a ton of dlc uh crypt of the necrodancer there was i guess a lot of extra stuff that that came out over the years for that game so maybe this isn't the the last update that we see for cadence of hyrule
1: oh yeah that's pretty cool
0: so yeah anybody out there if you own cadence of hyrule uh get on it go out and boot it up it's a, it's a free download so you a really great you know excuse to jump back into Cadence of Hyrule. Um I had a lot of fun with that game. And I guess that you are getting a little bit more story out of this uh, and you find out why Octavio is is doing what he's doing. I haven't got there yet, but I'm only uh I'm not that far into my playthrough, so yeah. I was uh I was excited to be back into that world. Of course Final Fantasy 12 is still sucking like every spare hour of my time. <laughs> god i love that game yeah, i'm not surprised and so i was telling allison to you before you got here kev we were uh me and gooey uh fame friend of the show we we recorded a three and a half hour virtual theater episode all about star wars the phantom menace oh boy it was That's a long one Pod racing. i bring that up because i feel like final fantasy 12 is like a star wars prequel game it's like it's so bad and so good (laughs) any of you guys out there listening that want to experience this game it's on sale right now on the eShop for like dirt chief it's it's a it's a great time sink for like 20 bucks you'll you'll love it i recommend it but enough of that let's talk legend of zelda throughout the last decade i'm excited for this one are you guys uh you know, are you guys ready to go here? We're going to stroll down memory lane and talk about the highs and the lows.
1: Yeah, I mean, looking at our list, it's... I I forgot all this happened in the last 10 years. It's kind of a lot.
2: Yeah, a lot has happened with Zelda in 10 years.
0: Even just like 5, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Going back to that, yeah, absolutely. a ton
0: of stuff. Um, so the one thing that is on this list that... There, there's going to be two entries that are subjective but yeah i pulled i pulled a little bit of rank here we're just going to do it my way kevin can disagree <laughs> this is fine um this, this is fine so the way that we're going to do this is we're going to talk about a high and then we're going to alternate and talk about a low and then a high and a low so uh let's get it kicked off right now i guess and let's talk about the the biggest high for me of the last decade the legend of zelda Skyward Sword. Kevin, I know you disagree, but Allison, I know that you agree.
2: Yes.
0: I actually yes. just saw this.
2: I had it on the shelf, and I was gonna bust it out and play a little. Still... Were, still were you really? Me. Sorry. Actually, yeah, I was.
0: <laughs>
2: Played a little Maybe. Shovel Knight instead. Sorry.
1: Oh, Kevin.
2: <laughs> a terrible, That's a nice a game. Person. A fun game.
0: Yeah, there's a bunch of new updates out for Shovel Knight, actually. That's right. King of Cards. We're not talking about King
2: Cards. Let's talk Skyward Sword.
0: Let's talk Skyward Sword. Um, you know, we we definitely talked a lot about Skyward Sword just a couple episodes ago. So we're not going to spend a ton of time, um, on this making our feelings known. I think that we already did that. Mm-hmm. Again, I just like, for me, um, I I think we kind of nailed in the Skyward Sword episode that like, uh, for me as a gamer, one of the things that really motivates me in a game is like characters and story that I resonate with. I can forgive a lot if the characters and the story are top notch. And I really feel like Skyward Sword was Legend of Zelda at its most cinematic. Like it's it's always been um you know a, a riveting series, a riveting adventure, but something about the way that this was shot, the story was told, I feel like it was uh it was just on a whole other level from every Zelda game that's come or that came before it and has come since. So this one, this one really resonated with me. I really thought the dungeons were great. I thought the music was great. I thought that. I mean, if if you were to ask, and I think I posted this on Twitter, but if you were to ask me what my favorite game of the last decade was, I probably say Skyward Sword. I just, I really loved it. It really resonated with me. It's one of my favorite Zelda games, and uh, you know, I know that some people were kind of like oh skyward sword was a low point because we had to change the series after that i disagree with that to me this is everything i want out of a zelda game it's it's got you know the the narrative the characters the dungeons the atmosphere i loved it
1: i i 100 agree with all of that and it's kind of funny just thinking about it now um this decade is what kind of turned me to being from, like, a childhood kind of fan of Zelda to a hardcore Zelda fan, and three games were uh, responsible for that, and it was The Wind Waker HD, um, A Link Between Worlds, and Skyward Sword, and, like, Skyward Sword just nailed it for me, and I was like, I have to be more involved with this series. It's so good. This, like, I, like, the cinematic of it was just what drew me in, and that's how I got more involved with, like, Zelda Dungeon and being more in tune with the series as a whole, so... To think for Zelda Dungeon this, or I'm uh, not Zelda Skyward Sword this uh, decade.
2: You could think
0: Zelda Dungeon as well.
1: Nah, yeah. no, we're all talking about Skyward Sword. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Ko, I know that Skyward Sword isn't your absolute favorite Zelda, but maybe, and maybe in the spirit of this list, give us some of the things that you did like about that game. Sure,
2: yeah, you know, Skyward Sword isn't my cup of seltzer. It's not quite the Lacroix of, of Zelda games for me, but Um, I love the music, I love the art style, um, I definitely have some things that I do not like about the game, but it's, it's on the highs, I'll give it to you for the decade.
0: Skyward Sword's good. All right, so this is going to be controversial, but, you know, YOLO, this is, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm pulling some rank here. I'm going to say a low for the Legend of Zelda series in the last decade, was the release of Triforce Heroes. I I feel like this was... You know, it's funny, because the 3DS really was a great system for Zelda games. We got um, all of the remakes of Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time. We got A Link Between Worlds. We got the Virtual Console, which let us access all of the old Zelda titles. But and, and when I say that, in kind of prefacing my next point, we're like... I feel like for original Zelda titles on the 3DS, I was a little bit underwhelmed or like we could have done more. I love A Link Between Worlds. That's a fantastic game, but it is kind of a retread of A Link Link to the Past, right? It's it's very, like same concept, same world. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of ready for a next game to take a different turn and present something different. And Triforce Heroes definitely did that. Um, I just don't think that it did it very well. I don't have fun playing it. Um, I, I haven't played it all the way through single player, but I feel that's because playing it single player is terrible. I, I played just a little bit of it and I was like, this is this is really rough. Like the, you know the one thing that you can say about The Legend of Zelda, even on kind of the, the games that we, you know have fun beating up on this show, like the like those ds all the games like those are still good games at their core they're mechanically very sound i just don't know that this game is uh this game being triforce heroes i i don't even really have fun playing it multiplayer uh, if i'm being honest because we you know at the marathon we do those um we do those like battle royales or, or where you just kind of schmuck around and it's like a little free-for-all and it's I don't know. It's just, it's kind of mindless for me. It's not very, it's just not very fun. It wasn't what I wanted out of a Zelda game. I didn't really like the outfit mechanic. It's just, it was a big, it was a big miss for me. And it kind of, um, I I feel like, I feel like we left what could have been a great original Zelda title on the 3DS on the table in favor of getting this, if that makes sense. So I I think that both of you guys are probably going to disagree with me when I say the Triforce heroes was a low but I I can't I can't think of it any other way I I'm, I gotta say. Allison, let's kill him. <laughs> <laughs> um, um,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna save my response for last because I think I might shock both of you.
2: Oh boy, here we go. Allison <laughs> we go. Side. I knew it. Yeah, Andy, I th- I think you're in the majority of Zelda fans when it comes to Triforce heroes, but. I will say, like, I do love the game. It's one of my favorite Zelda games in the series. Um, But it's sort of like when we spoke about Four Swords Adventures, where you kind of have to have the right setting and the right environment for this game in order to, you know, truly, truly enjoy it.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm kind of in the middle for the majority of the, the time that it's been out, it was a miss for me, and I, I didn't care for the single player, and I didn't have enough friends or time that had the game um, more so around me. I didn't really bother to see about anybody who wasn't around me that would uh, play it, and we could sit there for hours playing it, but I did get to do that this year with Kevin and Ashley, and I feel like it made the game a little bit more enjoyable. It's it's still kind of a low Zelda game of the decade, but I I like really enjoy playing it with friends, so I'll give it that much.
0: Right, and you know I appreciate that because I I mean like I said I haven't played it multiplayer with anybody all the way through. Uh, I only I've played bits and pieces single player and I've played bits and pieces multiplayer, but I've just I've never committed to the whole experience through. So when I play or when I think of Four of Swords Adventures i think of uh, like that's a really fun game to me but on that same token like i play it at the marathon with my friends so that's going to be we're, we're going to see actually because i i purchased that game with the intent of playing it solo just to kind of see how it stacks up so I, that could that could drastically change as well
1: mm-hmm.
0: but you know i i think i think for me triforce heroes is a low um you know it's i i love that some people love it it's just like when i think of zelda i think of like great intricate single player experiences and i i think we could all agree that's probably not what triforce heroes represents that's fair oh yeah that's agreed well let's flip over to what i think everybody would agree is a high probably the highest that zelda got this entire decade and uh, that is, of course, Breath of the Wild. Yes. We've talked a lot about Breath of the Wild and its different... Uh, it's it, everything that it does from, from the world to how it revitalized the series to how it really helped bring Zelda into a bigger mainstream audience to just everything that this game was. You know, I, I think I said it before on this show... And I'll say it again right now. I think that Breath of the Wild was the most important game that Nintendo had ever released. In the context of Nintendo had just released the Wii U console. The thing was a complete bomb. Nobody wanted the Wii U. Things looked bleak for Nintendo. It really felt to me like a lot was riding on Breath of the Wild. And if this game wouldn't have been the success that it was then maybe the switch wouldn't have been the success that it was and we wouldn't have this Mm. resurgence of Nintendo or this resurgence of even Zelda in particular um this this was just a really important game for Nintendo and I think that Breath of the Wild rose to the challenge and then kept going like this game exceeded every expectation I think that that you could name for it and yes could the story have been better? Sure. Could the dungeons have been better? Sure. On the whole, is this one of the best Zelda games? Is this one of the best games ever made? Yeah, I think so. I feel comfortable saying that.
1: Yeah, I do too. I was just thinking, I can't believe three years ago we were all sitting on the edge of our seats waiting for a trailer of this thing and for the release date. I.
0: It's crazy. That's insane
1: to think about. Um, Or that this game is almost three years old because... I play it on a regular basis, and it still feels new to me every single time I turn it on. Um, and one of the smartest decisions that Nintendo ever made this this decade was delaying it because they got the opportunity to put it on the Switch. If they if they had just had it on the Wii U, I don't know, I don't know if it had done well.
0: Yeah, I think for sure. I, I think it would have it would have died a horrible death on the Wii U, <laughs> oh, like yeah. everything else did. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, it would be the last, oh, I don't even know, the nail in the Wii U.
1: Oh, that's scary to think about.
0: Breath of the Wild, I mean, you you kind of mentioned earlier, Al, that uh, that Skyward Sword and Wind Waker were, were kind of the games that, that led you to be more involved in the community. Um, Breath of the Wild was the game that really got me not into the zelda community but into our particular zelda community into zelda dungeon i uh i I think i told the story i i joined i think the night before the game awards in uh in 2016 Hmm. so we were looking for for writers to help uh with all the news coverage and stuff like that so you know if if not for breath of the wild i probably went to join zelda dungeon and probably wouldn't be doing this show right now so that's on a personal level that's a that's a big high for me as well and something that I attribute to this game and its success but yeah I mean just on a technical level uh you know what what an achievement um what what else at this point can you say about Breath of the Wild it's just such a masterful masterful game and there's a lot of other stuff around breath of the wild that wasn't necessarily positive but i'm the game itself absolutely a high I favorite game the last decade breath of the wild is right behind it right behind it nice um and if you haven't figured out anyone listening we're not going in any kind of timeline order here we're just uh we're just kind of spitballing highs and lows um while we're on the topic of breath of the wild however there are some lows that were associated with that game one of the things that I distinctly remember that I really didn't like about this game and uh, everything going up to it before its release was there was a big contingent of people that were were saying like, you know, I think that you should be able to basically pick Link's gender if you wanted to have a male protagonist or a female protagonist and you know what? It was mm-hmm. just an ugly debate on both sides, if, and it seemed like it was an ugly debate for a long time. Kind of the gender politics of Breath of the Wild. It 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 kind of soured. Uh, it it left a bad taste in my mouth, and that's more of a down on the Zelda community as a whole. To me, that was that that was almost mm-hmm. like the same thing as like what's going on with Pokemon right now, where like there's this big kerfuffle about the Pokedex and Sword and Shield. I just, you couldn't turn a corner without hearing very opinionated people talking about if you should be able to pick if Link was a boy or girl. It, it was, it just wasn't something that I liked talking about with, with Zelda. Um, it, I felt like it was just very ugly. It left a sour taste in my mouth on both sides.
1: Yeah, I remember it. I, I was brand new Zelda Dungeon at that time. And I wasn't aware of the debate, and I wrote an article asking about whether Link should be a girl, and there were hundreds and hundreds of comments of just fighting. And I was just like, "Oh, what have I done? I just opened this big can of worms." But in the reality, I was just stepping into something that was already blown you're already, open, you're already and it was bad. It was so bad. I didn't. I, I agree. It left a bad taste in my mouth.
2: I was lucky to avoid most of this. I think, um, blissfully ignorant when it comes to some things. So, in
0: my infinite feels, knowledge, feels uh, wisdom, I I wrote an opinion piece <laughs> giving my opinion on it, and I said no, and I would still say no. I think that, um, to me, at this point, Link is an established character rather than like a player avatar. So my opinion piece basically says, yeah. basically said like, no, like Link the character, leave him as he is. Let's instead have a Zelda. Title starring Princess Zelda or another any you know take your pick of any of the amazing female characters in this in the series and I still stand by that but mm. yeah that was that was not a, a smart idea I think for a new writer because uh, there was like a thousand comments I think by the time it was all said <laughs> and done uh, very very ugly stuff yep. so I always remembered that it always left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth but sticking with Breath <laughs> of the Wild let's turn it back around and bring it back to a high for Nintendo for the decade. And I say Nintendo for the decade, because we're talking about E3 2016. And this again was basically, they went all in on Breath of the Wild. Um, You know, as we're going to talk about in, in a quick second here, Breath of the Wild had went dark for at least a year before this. So we finally got our first look at Breath of the Wild. We got the subtitle. And if you guys remember, we had that just, absolutely incredible set piece of uh ba- Nintendo basically built kind of a miniature great plateau there were life-size bokoblins and and all of this other stuff it just looked absolutely stunning um it you know i think universally breath of the wild was people's game of the show for E3 2016 i remember watching mm-hmm. that first trailer and and you know something about how when the subtitle Breath of the Wild came up, it just fit instantly, like, so perfectly. Uh, That was was one of my favorite E3 moments ever, I think, and uh, the fact that it was, you know, basically a a show, it was a one-game show for Nintendo, and it was all based around Zelda, and it was all based around Breath of the Wild, and somehow, they rocked it.
1: That was pretty amazing
0: they owned it too that was the whole show I mean there was nothing else there, were, there wasn't a single other game because the Wii U was dead and the Switch was still the NX at that point in this top secret uh, device
2: yeah it was a pretty cool moment especially watching that trailer
1: I kind of wish I got to be one of those people that was there to see it all
2: God, yeah. yeah it looked like, like a really theme park cool. it was cool i
1: yeah, if you got to go to that, that's that's pretty amazing. Like that's something you're gonna remember for the rest of your life. You know, maybe
0: maybe we should just um, lump two highs together here because the second high that I had is is kind of the same thing. It's uh, the 2017 Switch present or was it the Switch presentation? Yeah, where they revealed all of the mm-hmm. games coming up yeah, for Switch. Um, so mm-hmm. I remember getting together with with a bunch of you guys at Zelda Dungeon and we're watching and we got the whole show. We got Super Mario Odyssey. We got Splatoon 2. It was a it was a fantastic uh, E3 quality show, just hyping up all of these different games for the Nintendo Switch. It was actually probably bigger than E3 because it was a live stage. It was a, it was a party atmosphere. But the coup de gras, the main event, we get that Breath of the Wild trailer, the single best trailer that Nintendo has ever made, bar none. It comes on and I'm going to take you through the trailer. So it starts off and you get the opening crawl shots of the, of the, of the world, which looks absolutely stunning. And then you get a voiceover in the trailer, which that sounds like so simple, but that's not something that Zelda or Nintendo was known for really. So you get, you Mm -hmm. get this, this voiceover telling you about the evil of Calamity Ganon and then you get the music that starts and you see link interacting and there's all sorts of stuff. He is like, he is on the, in the Gerudo desert on the back of one of those, um, what are the sand things called Al? Sand seals. Sand yeah. He's riding one of those. He's got a flame shield up. He's like, he's doing all sorts of stuff using magnesis. I was like, so jazz. And then I remember you finally get your first look at princess Zelda. And we all, we were cheering when we saw Zelda you got your first look at the at the champions, and we were we were all like just freaking out. Um, you get that just that iconic shot of Link uh, riding a horse across like the the frozen wastelands, just like an absolutely incredible trailer. I have goosebumps right now talking about it. You see Link battered and beaten at the end, and then you pause, and you see the release date, and God, we went wild.
1: Yeah. Oh, that was so good! I remember my brothers in the same room as me—my brother uh, Shad and Andy—and they, because we were waiting for it. I think it was revealed yes. at the end, wasn't it? One of those Nintendo. But wait, there's more. And I freaked out, and I'm pretty sure I started tearing up. And my brothers were like, "Oh my god, really?" But like, I didn't care. It was—it was so good.
0: God, when that when that release date came out, that was just something else if you want a a like goosebump inducing moment go and google breath of the wild trailer reactions and you will see a montage of people just like flipping out and losing their minds for this trailer um i you know i can't think of the only other trailer that i can think that comes close to the reaction that this got was the twilight princess trailer back in e3 2004 mm-hmm but this was just such a better trailer.
2: Oh man, that trailer. Uh the Twilight Princess one was pretty epic. But I think Breath of the Wild actually takes the cake. Yep. But that's a good one that you just brought up, Andy, because that Twilight Princess trailer That that was incredible. I remember like watching that over and over and over again.
0: That would that would definitely be on the highs of Nintendo in the last decade. You know what, maybe we should do a retroactive show about the highs and lows of Zelda in each decade. That'd be kinda of fun. We could that lump them all happen. together for the century. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hey <laughs> yeah, we could do that. Um a few episodes Yeah, I mean I this is gonna sound lame. Sometimes I just watch that trailer and like I'm watching it and I still get like goosebumps. I still like I get oh, I get like too. the little tears in my eyes and I'm just like, Oh my god, like this is this is unbelievable. Like Breath of the Wild was like it was more than a game coming out. It was a it was like a, a cultural phenomenon if you were a nintendo fan it was like it was like the signal of new of next of like the next evolution i feel like and it started with that trailer
1: uh, i can't wait i can't wait to see what they come up with now they have to beat that
0: they uh, yeah i uh i can't wait for this next e3 because i'm sure that we're gonna get an awesome trailer Let's talk about some of the uh, the bad things though before we get ahead of ourselves. Let's go. A little, we're gonna do two lows since we cheated and we did two highs. Do a I think we have to talk about. where we're gonna stick with Breath of the Wild. I think that the delay has to be considered a low for Zelda from the last decade. I realize that of course we all wanted Breath of the Wild to turn out the way that it did, and in order for that to happen, the game had to be delayed. I've no problem with, with that, you know, the famous line, a, a delayed game is eventually good. A bad game is bad forever. That's great. But the way that Nintendo went about it was, it was weird because you had the Wii U, which was really, really struggling, really struggling. And, you know, Zelda Wii U, as it was known was kind of that ray of hope. And then you had Nintendo basically come out and say, Oh yeah, it's delayed and since it's delayed, you're not going to hear anything about it. So and that was that was right before E3 2015. So that was a really weak show. Really suffered without Zelda there. And we didn't hear anything from Zelda for the full year until E3 2016. It was it was it was a dark time for uh, for Zelda fans.
1: It was such a smart decision, but at the moment, it was pretty gutting.
0: I would equate that to what's going on right now with Metroid Prime 4. Yeah. But, you know, at least Nintendo with Metroid Prime 4 kind of came out and said, like, development is not going the way that we want. We have to restart it. Whereas Breath of the Wild, like, I bet you the same thing happened with that game along the way and of course you know I'm I'm sure that they realized very early on that in order for this to be a success they needed to get it off of the Wii U and onto the Switch so that that's a big thing as well but you know it's just it was very gutting because it was it was it really was that ray of hope for people that had Wii U and trusted Nintendo to deliver on this game that everybody had been waiting for and you know even though even though that this game did come out this game being Breath of the Wild it did come out of Wii U I, I feel like you know I feel like by that point it was so obviously everything was focused on the Switch that you know it I could see people being a little bit burned at that mm-hmm.
2: especially Wii U owners too that were looking to get the Zelda title that wasn't, you know, a remade Zelda game. Yeah. Wii U.
0: Yeah, and I guess we should, you know, we'll we'll give some props. We did get some uh, some remakes to kind of hold us over with Twilight Princess and Wind Waker, and uh, um, I, we got Hyrule Warriors at the same time. So it, it's not like Zelda disappeared, but just I, I feel like like Zelda Wii U as it was known back then was the elephant in the room every single E3 Nintendo Direct anything that Nintendo had. So I think that you can only say that that was yep. a down. Um, let's talk about another down that, uh, <laughs> I think it's kind of funny now, but this was definitely a cringe worthy, embarrassing moment for Nintendo. Of course, I am talking about E3 2010 Skyward Sword reveal. Absolutely Nothing goes right. Not a damn thing.
2: Yeah, this is why we don't have live demos from Nintendo at E3 anymore.
0: I mean, actually... That was pretty oh, bad. Oh, it, it was... There's a, there's a wrestling term I won't use for this, but it's the drizzling somethings, and that's what this was. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I, I mean, what... It, what can you say? It was just it, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And I truly believe, I truly believe that this really affected how people perceive Skyward Sword. I I, I truly believe that somebody that played Skyward Sword, uh, if that hadn't have happened and you... Let's say that you had to recalibrate Skyward Sword a couple times here and there. I think that you'd be like, whatever. But since you... Because you knew that this giant uh, fiasco what happened at E3 you were kind of looking out for it and then noticing it more when it happened when you had to calibrate your controls I really believe that that like fundamentally altered people's perceptions of Skyward Sword and the motion controls
1: you know I could probably jump on board with that because I hadn't seen that uh, reveal or the demo and so when I just had to recalibrate my controller a couple times I was like this is fine but preparing for this episode that we're doing now, I did go and watch it and I was like, yeah I couldn't finish watching it. I was so much uh cringe. It 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 was so bad. And so I think you're right. I think if I had seen that, you know, ten years ago, it might have it might have altered how I think how I feel about Skyward Sword now. I
0: think you gotta feel bad for like poor Bill Trinan up there. He looks like he just wants to to yeah. run to the nearest bar and order about three whiskey <laughs> sours, <laughs> like nothing is working at all. Bill took it like a champ up there. <laughs>
2: Poor guy. Poor, Poor Bill. <laughs> Uh
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like it's kind of funny now, but also, it kind of not. <laughs> as as defenders of Skyward Sword, it's kind of not funny. It's
2: really just yeah. A shame that that um that it happened that way but hey it didn't take away from the final game no
0: and i'm hoping that uh skyward sword hd when that comes out uh gives a lot of people a a second chance or uh lets a lot of people take a second look at skyward sword because i i really do believe that that's one of the great gaming experiences of the last decade Uh, let's talk about a a high for the zelda in the last decade and uh, why don't we just lump two re, two of them together here because they are two reveals. Let's, do it. Um, let's start off of course with Breath of the Wild 2. I mean Yeah, was wow. a shock. Yeah, this is fresh too. But I mean this is like this is definitely what? in the high of the last decade. I you know what? I just uh I wasn't expecting a sequel this quickly. I know that that Mossy says you know, repeatedly told us that he thinks that Breath of the Wild 2 is a uh, 2020 game, I, I don't know that I was, like, on the same wavelength as him. I thought that it might be 2021. I could have even bought 2022. So I wasn't expecting to see Breath of the Wild 2 at all. Um, and when we got it, I was just, you know, just like, whoa, mind blown. Um, it, You know, we've only had about a minute of, uh, of footage, but the tone looks really cool. It looks pretty mysterious you got what may or may not be ganondorf um what's not to like
1: nothing i it's kind of funny because i'm pretty sure the majority of us because we were watching once again we were watching the direct um together uh we're just like what is this at first and then when we realized it was breath of the wild 2 we were all just like (gasps) what is happening because yeah it was definitely something none of us were expecting so quickly
2: I think the, uh, the worst part about it is just having to wait. Yeah. It's a pretty good problem to have with the game. Well, you know
0: what? I mean, we are almost in 2020 now, so I, I don't, I, I really don't think that we'll see it before E3, but even if we don't see it before E3, that's only six months away. Like it's not really that far mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. So it's we could be kicking awful. the, uh, the 2020 decade list off here, uh, pretty quickly. But yeah, no, it was a great reveal, and you nailed it, Al. I was I was watching it, and uh, if you remember at that E3, they had just unveiled Banjo-Kazooie as the, uh, the latest fighter in Super Smash Bros., and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, what could top that? And by God, mm-hmm. the only thing that could top that was more Zelda. So absolutely, absolutely awesome reveal. I think that one of the highs for Zelda in this last decade as well, speaking of game reveals, was Majora's Mask 3D. And, you know, yes. a lot of, some people listening may be questioning why Majora's Mask 3D and not Twilight Princess or Wind Waker or Ocarina of Time or you know, any of the other games that came out um, in this decade. It seemed like people really wanted Majora's Mask a lot. Like the the demand for it on 3DS seemed to be, it just seemed to be kind of like at more of a fever pitch, I feel like. And famously. There was um, there was a group of Zelda fans, and Kevin, maybe you can maybe you can kind of correct me if I'm if I get any of this wrong. Sure. There was a group of Zelda fans launching a project called Operation Moonfall, and Operation yes. Moonfall was was it designed to be um, a remake of Majora's Mask? Uh from
2: what I remember, it was really just like a petition for nintendo okay yeah maybe that's what it was whatever it
0: was um it got shut down by nintendo i remember that and uh and people were 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 kind of outraged about it but then when you when they finally revealed that majora's mask was coming to the 3ds um i just remember there being a lot of fanfare about it i was really excited about majora's mask coming as well um So yeah, this one stuck out to me among all of the different Zelda games in the last decade as being something that was really celebrated and people were really wanting.
2: Oh yeah, it was just a slam dunk too. You look at Ocarina of Time 3D on the 3DS, it just made sense to make Majora's Mask. And -hmm. I think with that game, you could take a little bit more freedom with the uh, the remake than a game like Ocarina of Time where you kind of can't mess with that formula. Mm Mm-hmm. And I love the 3D version. It's, I think it's better than the 64. I, I do too. I
0: I, uh, I think it's hard to play the the 64 version now, actually.
2: Yeah, it feels pretty dated, especially like all the quality of life changes in the 3D yeah, version. Yeah,
0: like you, I, I feel like you can still play Ocarina of Time pretty easily on the N64. The Iron Boots is kind of a pain in the ass, but other than that, a lot of it is is fairly you know similar. But uh, Majora's Mask just feels. It feels really good in that remake. Uh, just a lot of a lot of stuff that that just really feels like it was made for the 3ds versus kind of the n64 where it feels like it took you a couple more steps to get to where you need to go.
1: I kind of feel like Nintendo was giving a lot of hints in the years leading up to it, and I was constantly arguing with a friend of mine back in. I don't know, 2013. And I was saying, it's going to happen. He said, no, it's not. But there was a lot of hints leading to it.
0: Did you, did you like rub it in his face that you were right and he was wrong?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah, so did, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, well, let's talk about... You got you got to capitalize on that. Absolutely. We would not even let you on the show. If you're not rubbing it in people's faces when you're right and they're wrong, like, what are you even doing on the <laughs> Champions, <cast? laughs> Uh Let's talk about some lows, though, that went alongside this. And actually, I want to bring up something is specific to Majora's mask 3d and then kind of general to Nintendo, but the shortage of the special edition of Majora's mask 3d, where you got the skull kid statue. Um, I, I, thought that this sucked and this was kind of the, the first instance of artificial demand that Nintendo unfortunately would be famous for this decade. Of course, Amiibo, you couldn't find them anywhere when they came out uh, the NES Classic mm-hmm. and the SNES Classic—you can find them anywhere when they came out. And the this this Skull Kid statue, which looked just absolutely incredible, you can find it anywhere when it came out. Uh, it was sold out pretty much immediately. So I thought that that was a real low. Um, I, I thought that the whole the whole artificial demand that Nintendo created for their stuff was just. It's just like a slimy business practice and you know they can say all day that it's unintentional and that they didn't anticipate the the demand but i i don't know about that you know i can buy it once uh first for amiibo i can maybe buy it once for the nes classic but i i just i can't buy i can't buy to the extent that we got it
2: the unfortunate part was the only place you could buy it would be on eBay for like
1: $300. Mm, yeah. Yeah. The the special edition 3DS, too, the new 3DS. I, I, I jumped on board on that real quick. As soon as the announcement was out, I went and bought it on Best Buy, and I was one of those people that got the email saying, yeah, sorry, we actually don't have this... Um. This amount of stock that, even though it says we gave you confirmation that you bought this, so that was pretty lame.
0: Yeah, that's that's just one of those one of those things that just drives you nuts about Nintendo. You know, I, I feel like we give Nintendo a lot of uh of free reign and passes and stuff like that, but you know, then they then they pull like moves like this, and it kind of makes you wonder like, why am I defending? nintendo as much as i am Uh, luckily they seem Mm -hmm. to have uh have kind of tightened up in the last couple years but you know that was a big problem i i think for a lot of years in the middle of the decade so
1: yeah yeah right smack in the middle let's
0: let's stick in the middle of the decade here and go to another low i know that i we're really bad at this alternating business aren't we whoops uh so yeah let's let's stick with the uh (laughs) the middle of the decade here I don't know if you guys are going to agree with me uh, necessarily, but I think a big low for the Legend of Zelda series this last decade is the state of Zelda amiibo. Now, hear me out. There are currently, I want to say, because I think I counted, I want to say there are 23 different Legend of Zelda amiibo right now. 23 or 24. Of those 23 or 24... There are seven that are not either Link or Zelda. (laughs) This is a series with so many memorable characters. And you have like 70%. That's probably not the good math, but you get the idea. 70% of your Amiibo (laughs) is your main two characters. I'm looking over at the Mario line of Amiibo. They've got like Boo. They've got Waluigi. They've got Toad they've oh, got did. they they got tons of guys i'm looking over at animal crossing and they've got guys i've never even heard of they got like huey and louie and jarvis and, Dewey. and it's like you're telling me that i can have like doofus the owl amiibo but i can't get a skull Kid amiibo or a grues amiibo or a standalone midna amiibo doofus like the owl. are you ribbing me and, and you know what? You could turn your doofus, the owl,
2: into a Kepora Gebora.
0: I would even love. Uh, you know be what? Better. I was I was really hoping that we were gonna get an owl amiibo for Link's Awakening or a Marin amiibo. Nope. Just got oh, Link. Yeah. yeah
2: nope. it's I think it's a crime that we haven't seen more um, Link's Awakening amiibo. A game that was built on like the design of miniatures. Here's
0: the one that really did it for me. You have the Legend of Zelda Anniversary Amiibo, which came out. And that was 8-Bit Link, Ocarina of Time Link, and uh, Wind Waker Link in Zelda as a two-pack. And you know what? I'm looking at that, and I'm like, that's fine. You have 8-Bit Zelda, or you have 8-Bit Link. Like, that's fine. He looks unique. You have Ocarina of Time Link. That's fine. You know? We kind of have Twilight Princess Link in Super Smash Bros. right now. So Ocarina of Time is a little bit different. I'm looking at Wind Waker Link, and I'm like... Well, he's kind of the same as Toon Link, which I also own from Super Smash Bros. line. But you know what? Whatever. He's He comes with Zelda at the time, Toon Zelda, so I was like, that's fine. But then, a couple months later, Nintendo's like, here's some more Anniversary Edition Amiibo. And they release Amiibo from Majora's Mask, from Skyward Sword, and from Twilight Princess. So, when you list those three games you could think of all of the cool characters in those three games that you could release as Amiibo, but what do we get? Three links, the skyward sword and twilight princess link look exactly the same. And they look exactly the same as a smash bros one. It's like, why bother?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If they're going to make a bunch of Zelda Amiibo, why did they make so many links? Like who
0: needs that many links?
1: I understand their usage in Breath of the Wild, but that's it. Like, that is the only usage I've ever had from all those links.
0: A- at all. And, and even then, I call shenanigans on that. Because you can you can give me a Skull Kid amiibo and unlock the same stuff as Young Link with the Goron Mask does. You can give me a Gruose amiibo and unlock the, the same stuff that Skyward Sword Link does. Um, I I mean, for goodness sakes, like the the Twilight Princess amiibo is the same one from from Super Smash Bros.
1: Yeah, it's almost pretty identical. Different stance, I guess. Which is
0: which is like a, that's probably the worst amiibo too, like in general of all of them. Like the first Super Smash Bros. Link with his yellow like pea stick. God, it looks bad. <laughs> it does. Uh, it, it looks bad. It's a throwback I at think- this point.
1: At least they gave us a Guardian amiibo, though. That one's pretty cool. Ooh, yeah,
0: that, that one cool. is cool. And, and, you know, Breath of the Wild did it right. It gave you... It, it. You know, you had two links, but they were both pretty cool, and they were really different. So, you, you know, I can justify that. Um, the Bokoblin was kind of cool. Like, not really my thing, but whatever. Zelda was cool. The Guardian was awesome. And then they released all of the champions. So, uh, like, I think that we're trending mm-hmm. in the right direction. But, man, looking looking back, and it's like, like where's my Skull Kid amiibo? Where, where, where are all these great characters from Zelda, and why are they not amiibo, and why do I have Doofus the Owl instead? Why don't we have a Tingle amiibo?
1: Oh my God! Why don't we have? You took a tingle the words amiibo? out of my mouth.
0: <laughs> it's like I Shenanigans.
1: Read
0: <laughs> yeah, absolute <laughs> shenanigans. Let's, uh, let's, let's not dwell on this anymore. Let's talk about something that was a high for Zelda, uh, and that is the twenty seventeen video game awards. Uh, Of course, the 2019 Video Game Awards were a low, uh, the lowest that you could possibly be. But back in 2017, this was a great show uh, for Zelda and Breath of the Wild in particular. Breath of the Wild pretty much swept the competition in one game of the year. There was that awesome um, medley Mm -hmm. at the end with Breath of the Wild and uh, Jump Up Superstar from Mario Odyssey. I think that, you know, if you were asking me, I think 2017 was probably the best year for gaming this last decade. And that Breath of the Wild was the best of the best that year. I think, says a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. We got the DLC that year, right? That was also? the
0: next year. Yeah. The, yeah. That was the. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Uh, you know what? I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. It, it might have been that year too. Was.
1: I think it was. Yeah. The oh,
0: yeah. Ever. I think you're right. Actually, now that I think about it, yep. So yeah, we we got the so, awesome dang, and the Champions Ballad came out that day too. So that's even better than I'm thinking. Yeah, there you go. It's pretty Can't solid. Can't be Let's flip over and talk about a low now in Zelda. We're back to alternating. Uh, I want to talk about Super Smash Bros. a little bit here. And I want to talk about all of the great new characters that all these different series have had introduced as playable fighters. Of course, we got tons of new and great Fire Emblem characters. We've got new Pokemon in there. New Mario characters that are really fun to play as. We've got uh, tons of third-party characters making their debuts like, like Cloud and Simon and Mega Man. And for God's sakes, we even got Ridley from Metroid in Super Smash Bros. This is all to say, how has it been almost 20 years since we had a new character from the Legend of Zelda series in Super Smash Bros. And I don't want to hear how Toon Link is a different character than Young Link because he's not. They're the same guy. It's just a clone. And they themselves are clones of Link. And Ganondorf himself is a clone of Captain Falcon. So really, we've had Link, Ganon, Zelda, and Sheik for the last 20 years since 2001 when Super Smash Bros. Melee came out. How is this possible?
1: Yeah. That is kinda nuts.
2: We we need oh, to do God. it. We need to get Tingle in the game.
1: And maybe they maybe they make the justification because of all of, like the assist trophy uh, characters or the um what are they, the spirits now? Maybe oh, that's yeah. their justification.
2: Yeah, so you can see like other series You know what I
0: don't I I don't want I don't want you want to hear that that excuse. <laughs> okay, so we we've got <laughs> We've got, like, not a lot of Zelda content over the years in Smash Bros. We have a couple of Sith trophies, sure. We have Midna, we have Skull Kid, we have uh, Girahim. The mm. Cuckoo item. Sure. But, I mean, like, come on.
2: I'm grabbing here. Come on.
0: You're telling me that we can have three characters from Kid Icarus from one game, one bad game at that, and we can't have a representative from skyward sword or majora's mask or breath of the wild for god's sakes one of your biggest most important Mm. games of all time in super smash bros like come on
1: you know what i don't understand about the recent uh smash bros is the zelda that they gave us oh
2: she looks cute
1: she's great but it was just so random to me
2: it's weird how they did that, and they did um, Ocarina of Time, Ganondorf, uh, Ganondorf as you well. You know what? I think they yeah. were just trying to step away from Twilight Princess. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't mind. In
0: Smash Bros, for like two I like years. that each one is kind of from its own game, almost like you have you have representation from every game, in Smash or from every Zelda game. Because you got Breath of the Wild Link, you got Ocarina of Time Ganon. Yeah, I mean obviously you've got kind of Sheik from Ocarina of Time, but she's wearing the Breath of the Wild stuff. You got Link to the Past. Uh, or link between worlds i guess to be very specific zelda and then you got some assist trophies from the different games but like it's time for a new character y- you know like yeah. like two two of the Zel- two of the five zelda characters that we have are just clones and they don't have their own unique move sets so I, like it's time for someone new um, i you know if if ganon or whoever that skull looking guy is from the breath of the wild 2 trailer is not a playable character within the next year in Super Smash Bros., like, I, my head might explode. That's the only way I can put it.
1: <laughs> we need to make a petition like Operation Moonfall, except... Operation Smashfall. Smash there we Zelda go. <laughs> uh,
0: let's talk about it. Let's, let's flip back over and talk about some of the highs. Uh, Link making his debut in Mario Kart, and I think that that's a lot bigger deal than than people think, because Mario Kart... And we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but Mario Kart is kind of like a sign that, you know, you've arrived, like you're a big deal. Um, There really wasn't any other Nintendo characters that weren't a part of that Mario universe. I mean, arguably maybe Donkey Kong, but there weren't a lot of them that were Mm -hmm. a part of Mario Kart. So when Link showed up in Mario Kart 8, I think that was a pretty big deal.
1: I think, yeah, it was really fun, and I I was pretty stoked about it. And good for the
0: Zelda series, too, because, I mean, Mario Kart is typically your highest-selling game, uh, or or one of your highest-selling games on basically every console it's ever been on, so, you know, for the casual fan that's gonna be checking that out, he's gonna be like, oh, who's this Link guy? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. This is one step closer to Nintendo
0: Kart.
2: We need Nintendo Kart. It's gotta happen.
0: I mean, I would love that. Super Smash Bros. Cart. Yeah, I would, uh, I would absolutely love to see that happen. All right, let's talk about a negative. Uh, this is this is kind of a silly one, but it's just this one's like a dirty shirt. It just doesn't seem to go away. <laughs> I you you look back, and I bet you you can say once a year there is a rumor, and I don't know where these rumors come from. There is a rumor that they're making a Zelda Netflix show. They're, they're working on the new Zelda Netflix show or they're adapting this. and, And it's just like, everybody knows it's not true, but it just, it's, it just won't die. This, this rumor is like a cockroach and it's like more of an annoying low than, than a really truly crushing low for Legend of Zelda in the last decade. But like, yeah, it's just like, can we just put this to bed already?
1: I, you know, what's funny. When did that first one come out? That was like super big. Zelda's coming to Netflix. I want to say like two thousand six. Yeah, I don't
0: know. I feel like it's always, I feel like it's always been there. I can't remember a time when there wasn't that rumor. I guess before Netflix.
1: Well, it's it's like the same one. And all my friends know that I work with Zelda Dungeon. And I get messages like at least once every six months. Like, check this out. Did you (laughs) know this was coming to Netflix? I'm like, dude, that's like four years old. It's not. But I tell you what, I'm watching The Witcher right now. And I think Netflix can do.
0: It's is The Witcher done. good?
1: Oh, it's good. I don't know anything about The Witcher, but the is Oh, I was going to say I can't.
0: Uh, I, I, I haven't played The Witcher, but it looks kind of cool. I like Henry Cavill. I think he's a good actor. Underrated.
1: He's pretty he, good. He does
2: it. a good job. I've watched the first episode. He does a good job as The Witcher. I've read every yeah. book and played two and three. So I'm a big Witcher fan. You? I've watched one episode
0: and it's yeah. good, but it is not for the faint of heart.
1: No, no, it's not. Sweet,
0: right. maybe I'll maybe I'll dip a toe into that uh, later. That that's like a uh, maybe a virtual theater episode there. I Shout out to so Virtual too. Theater, the podcast I mean, because... all about video game movies and the stories that shape them, over on SoundCloud.com. Uh, let's talk.
1: But the point of that was, I think Netflix <laughs> can
0: do Zelda. <laughs> yeah, you know the worst thing was too when Castlevania came out which added more fire to that. It's like, oh, I hear the, the producer of Castlevania is going to make it a Legend of Zelda show. Oh, yeah. Jabroni, no, he's not. Stop. <laughs> Stop. One show that I can tell you from experience is absolutely fantastic and is a definite high for the Legend of Zelda in this last decade is the Legend of Zelda Symphony of the Goddess. And for anybody out of the loop on that, uh, that's basically a touring... Uh, band would be the ra- symphony, I guess would be the right word. Although the symphony itself does a tour, just the the conductor does. So yeah, yeah. basically what it is is you're, you're a uh, there. Uh, you go to your local symphony and they play a medley of different Legend of Zelda songs, and there's a video that accompanies it, and uh, it, it's just awesome. It's a I've been three times. It's a fantastic atmosphere because you go there and you can look to your left and there's a bunch of people in suit and tie they're sitting down. You can look to your right and there's a bunch of people cosplayed as Zelda and Link. And you can look at me who's like in shorts and a t-shirt. And, you know, it's just like, (laughs) it's such an incredible atmosphere uh, for a Zelda fan. There's lots of like cool little Zelda goodies there. The conductor uses a wind waker to do her thing. Um, Mm. It's just, it's a, it was a great experience uh, for me. And, And again, kind of one of those things where I was just like, okay, like Zelda's Zelda's making it big it's branching out um I had been to video games live previously which is kind of it's the same idea as Symphony of the Goddess but multiple different franchises um so to see that but with something that I was like invested in was just uh, it, it was an awesome experience uh they're not touring right now but you know if they if they come back after Breath of the Wild 2 I just can't encourage people enough to go and check it out
1: it's really fun. I I use it as an opportunity to travel a little bit, and I went. I also went three times, and I went to Seattle and Portland, and then Vancouver. Oh, really? And it was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, and I agree. I like the I like the atmosphere of it, and how there's like a camaraderie of all these Zelda fans are here just to hear the music. The music is one of the like m- most key points of the Zelda series, and people are dressed up and cosplaying, and it's just it's really cool.
0: K.O., did you ever have the pleasure? I never had the pleasure. That's too bad. I so hope they come back
1: so that you could.
0: I gotta I gotta tell you something, though, Kev. The first time I saw Symphony of the Goddess, do you know what game was the main event?
2: Uh, was it... Uh, tri- Skyward Sword! Boom! Oh, yeah, Boom. I believe it. All of the Goddess is epic. <laughs> uh, uh, Skyward
1: yep. Sword has some
0: really great music. Yes. Yeah, I was, uh... I, w- I was, like like goosebumps the whole way when, uh, when the ballad of the goddess is going on, I, I, I'm sure I probably was like, you know, I had tears streaming down my face. Just, uh, such a, such a cool <laughs> show. I, I really hope that it comes back. Me I hope it too. comes to New York, the longest Island. All right, let's wrap it up here. We've got one more low and one more high. Uh, let's do it here. The low, and this maybe is the lowest low of Zelda for me in the last decade, is the release of Hyrule Historia. And to be specific, the timeline being made official. I hate the Zelda timeline. I think, I think <laughs> it's dumb. You know, I, I like kind of speculating about different things and, and seeing the references to the different video games and you know seeing uh, I I just don't think it needed to be spelled out it didn't need to be explained in depth like the the whole the third timeline the downfall timeline I just think that's like that's ridiculous like I I didn't die playing Ocarina of Time you know like I think that 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 exists (laughs) I think is is dumb and you know a lot of people like it and I I think that this might be kind of a controversial low but I just like I hated it like Breath of the Wild to me is perfect because you see you see references to so many different Zelda games and it's fun and people can have fun kind of speculating and and making it what they will. But to be handheld and told and just forced something that I don't think makes a lot of sense um, to me, Mm -hmm. it just like it takes away the fun of it. It's like explaining how a magic trick works you know, I, I like that it's there. I like that people are mystified by it and want to know more, but you know, I, I don't really want to know how the magician does it. I just want to be entertained by it. So to me, this is a big low. Um, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not like a timeline kind of guy in general. I think that you guys know that, but yeah, it was, it was a miss for me.
1: What about you, Kev?
2: It's tough. I think I might be in another camp here. Um I I don't know how I feel about the timeline. But one thing that I'm not the biggest fan of is some of the kind of the retcons of the timeline that Nintendo has like republished. Um in particular kind of taking like what Majora's Mask was and sort of making it like a dream world Twilight Zone episode. Mm. Um, there's just some weird things and and I think it's almost it feels like a cop out sometimes where they'll say hey like yeah well this is what it really is um, but the timeline's open to people's interpretations and it's like pick pick a side you know is, is it is it true or is it not um, I, I like Zelda games for what they are and uh, you know you have a game that continues off of another game that's great not all of them need to be tied together that's what I think I agree
1: that's fair. I did kind of like that Nintendo was like, look, Majora's Mask is a sequel to Ocarina of Time, and Skyward Sword is the prequel to all of them because I like lore, like the lore in these series and franchises. I like knowing where things come from and go, but I don't feel like every Zelda game connects in a way the timeline makes it connect. So. I kind of liked it, but I kind of didn't... I just didn't agree with it. You know,
0: I'm with you. Like, I, I really like that when you play Skyward Sword, you know that this is the first Zelda game. Like, I like that. And, and I, mm. I also like when you play Majora's Mask, you're just like, okay, well, this... You know, obviously, this is what happens directly after Ocarina of Time. But, like, at the at the same time, like, yeah, I, I think that they... I, I don't think that it all needed to explicitly link and chain together like like take Majora's Mask mm-hmm. it's like um I think creating a champion said some pretty controversial things about Majora's Mask and and to be honest I didn't even read it because after Hyrule Historia I didn't want to know any of that stuff um or maybe maybe it was a Zelda encyclopedia I'm thinking of either way there was there was some stuff said about Majora's Mask where like it kind of ruined its quote-unquote canon placement and it's like What's more fun? Kind of like what Kevin said, like, what's more fun? Kind of debating it and making it your own idea of what it is or having someone just tell you exactly, like, no, this is not part of your Zelda canon. So, you know, I I don't know. I, I don't really... I don't like it. Like, I I think that you can see Nintendo even realize that, like, maybe, maybe this didn't turn out the way that we did because Breath of the Wild came out and, you know, they... They obviously don't care. There's references to every other Zelda game and there's no shenanigans about which timeline this falls into. And I just, I really don't think Zelda needs that. You know, it's fun to look at mm-hmm. some games and say like, okay, like this is the first game. Or like this game is what Ocarina of Link to the Past is talking about in its opening scroll. But it, you don't need, mm-hmm. you know, you don't need to be force fed or have your hand held and just beaten over the head with like, no, okay, like, this is actually what happens here, and this is what happens here. Yeah, I, uh, just not, not for me. I didn't like it at all. There's one upside here. It's a beautiful book. It's a great book.
1: Yeah, the books are great. Yeah. Yeah,
0: shout out to Dark Horse Comics.
1: Well, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, while the information wasn't always great, the books are pretty cool. I like collecting books, so those are a high for me, at least.
0: Alright, well let's wrap it up here. Let's talk about the, the last high for The Legend of Zelda in the last decade. And uh, I'm, I'm going to explain after I say it, but I think the high, maybe you could argue, the highest high for Zelda in the last decade was Zelda and its transformation into a mega-franchise. And so what I mean by that is Zelda's always been a huge franchise for Nintendo. There's no doubt about that. It's always been one of their top tier franchises. But there was, you know, there was Mario, there was Pokemon, and then there was everything else. And I think that Nintendo in the last 10 years, now you're seeing it reach that mega franchise st- like status where we have side games like Hyrule Warriors and Cadence of Hyrule. We have Link appearing in Mario cards and all these other games you have Legend of Zelda merchandise everywhere there's never been more merchandise if you go to to GameStop or Walmart or whatever there's never been more Zelda merchandise than there is now you know I don't mm-hmm. I don't think that Zelda is on the same level as Mario and I don't think that anything really ever will be except for maybe Pokemon but now you have Mario level you have Pokemon level you have Zelda level and then you have everything else like Zelda really became a a mega franchise is kind of the best way that I can think to put it in this last decade that that it wasn't in the decade previous.
1: Mhm. Yeah, it's pretty big. I and I think Cadence Viral was a pretty big like the biggest stepping stone of that because now we can be like, you know what? There's going to be a lot of um more spin-offs and different kind of games that will have a Zelda skin on it, and that's pretty cool.
2: Oh, yeah. Seeing tons of games, like, outside of, and especially the Cadence of Hyrule, it's not, like, a big developer as well. Like, it's not Koei Tecmo, it's not uh, Team Ninja, you know, it's a small team, Um, and I think that's indicative of Nintendo as a whole, too, with with Mario being loaned out as well, like, Mario and Raven Rabbit's. Um, some other crossover titles like inclusions of just like their cash cow right in other you know in other media and like you said andy you could buy so much mario and so much zelda stuff at a GameStop or um like the nintendo stores as well it's pretty cool
0: yeah see i see cadence of hyrule more as like a sign that zelda like like as, as kind of a byproduct of zelda turning into a mega franchise and then that being kind of the tipping point like if Zelda wasn't a mega Mm -hmm. franchise a game like Cadence of Hyrule I don't think would exist um you know it to me it's just like like I see people wearing Triforce shirts all the time now I see merchandise everywhere I see you know Breath of the Wild I think the mystique about that game for a long time really did kind of help elevate Zelda into the next level um all Nintendo's strategy the last decade with what, I mean, there, was, there wasn't there was a year, I guess 2018. There, Other than 2018, there was not a year where there wasn't a new Legend of Zelda title, whether it was a new game or a remake of an old game. So they, they really kind of helped push the Legend of Zelda into, get it to that next level, I feel like, where now it can be, you know, again, I don't know that it's as recognizable as Mario, but I don't think it's too far off. So, uh, Legend of Zelda's ascent into that stratosphere, I think, is one of the triumphs of Zelda and of Nintendo as a whole within the last decade. So, they did a really good job there. I'm hoping they can do the same thing for Metroid in this coming decade, but we will we will see about that. I'm not holding yeah, my breath. Cool. But yeah, there it is. We're, we're finally there. Uh, I think we got a pretty comprehensive look at some of the highs and lows of Zelda in the last decade, and, uh you know, a lot of good stuff, a lot of not so good stuff, but I am quite excited to see, you know, what, what is coming ahead. And uh, that's going to be our show next week is we're going to be looking ahead and kind of laying down what we hope and what we expect for the Legend of Zelda series in 2020. I can't believe that it's 2020 already, but uh, there, there we be. Um, Before we get out of here, uh, you guys have yourselves a Merry Christmas, you two. Oh, I to you yeah, as well. too. Hope that you guys get some nice Zelda goodies, and I hope that everyone listening uh, had a fun time with this show. Of course, we want to know what your highs and lows for the Legend of Zelda series in the last decade were. Uh, you can tweet at us at Spateri316 for myself, at Allison Aletha for Allison, and at Shabazzle for Mr. Kevin O'Rourke. Uh, thank you for listening to the champions cast. Don't forget to head on over to Podbean, iTunes, like subscribe, leave us a five star review. If you think we've earned it, uh, tell your friends about the show and keep checking back because, uh, you know that Breath of the wild two is right around the corner and we are going to be all over that. Uh, we are wishing everyone listening a very, very Merry Christmas and, uh, happy new year. We'll be back before the new year, but still, um, hope that you guys get some good results, swag and the scent is good to you we'll see you back here next week on champions cast